Blog Talk Radio. We'll turn them back now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Once again, I am Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, and Jesus and I are your hosts here on The Real Rap. Coming live from blogtalkradio.com backslash purpose kingdom. And this is our 1890th episode. Hallelujah. So tonight, my brothers and sisters, when we look at the news that shows how Lucifer's influence, influencing through pride, through pride that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm kind of nervous. I've been wanting to do this thing all week long, and now I'm there. I'm like, I should start stumbling over my words. We're going to start over again, though. But so tonight, my brothers and sisters, when we look at the news that shows how Lucifer's influence through pride lies through pride that lies within mankind, humans, makes the news look like a horror show. Lucifer plans are hard at work in humans and in humans, mankind. Through their prideful through their pridefulness, demons are running wild. I'm gonna read that again. Just so you get a better understanding of that. Like I said, I apologize, I've been when you're ready to do something, and as soon as you go do it, you're so excited, you know, you always stumble over things. And I have that little Moses problem, so I'm going to do it again. But the whole thing, God wants you to know that Lucifer pride is working hard in the humans. Through their pridefulness, demons are running wild. So tonight, Jesus wants us to wake up and know your enemy. Your enemy is Satan, Lucifer, Lucifer the devil, and his demons. Lucifer, meaning light bearer, was once the most beautiful and powerful of God's angels. And he was kicked out of heaven when he tried to exalt himself in the place of God and sit on God's throne. He, Lucifer, was cast down from heaven because of his rebelliousness, which was which caused by Lucifer's pride. You can read Isaiah 14, 12, and 20, Luke 10, 18, Revelations 12, 7, and 12, and Genesis 3, 1, and 5. Lucifer, after Lucifer's rebellion, he was called Satan, adversary, oppressor, resistor, and also devil, slander, meaning slander and accuser. Lucifer, Lucifer, Deceived, deceived many angels into following, following him and his rebellion. And the third was cast out with him, known to us today as demons. Lucifer is also called serpent and a roaring lion, morning star, and many other names that are, that are consistent with his, character, with his character as a temper and or deceiver. Lucifer is merciless. Mercifulness. He, he has no mercy, and he hates you. This is one of the things that God really wants us to get an understanding, that Lucifer has no mercy when it comes to you. He has no care for you. He has nothing in his heart that says anything good for you. 
His whole desire is to rip you up, and this is where his hatred comes from. You really need to understand and believe that the devil is the number one enemy of God and the number one enemy of you and your family. Lucifer is vicious and merciless. The scriptures describe Lucifer as a roaring lion prowling around looking for someone to to devour. You can see 1 Peter 5 and 8. When we look at, say you turn your, everyone, you have kids, you all turned on the animal channel. And on that animal channel, we've seen a lion laying in the grass or a tiger laying in the grass or any animal laying back looking on their prey, hunting and waiting for the opportunity to pounce down on their prey so they can eat. This is how Lucifer does us. He waits and they wait, and they wait, and they wait for the right opportunity to come and to attack you. And just like that lion, when it goes out and it attacks, it, it, it just say it turns into a very bloody scene, a scene some people really can't even stomach. This is how Lucifer and his demons attack us viciously and deadly. You are created in God's image. See Genesis 1:27. But Lucifer, But because Lucifer hates God, and can't stand us at all, Lucifer thinks that you are worthless. The skin that you're printed on and the air you're breathing on is wasted. So now you know how, now you know why Lucifer hates you because you are created by God. You would think since Lucifer hates all God's creation, wouldn't Lucifer hate himself? For he was created by God. That's the power of pride. It blinds you. His hatred for mankind is so strong he fell to realize when well, for God's creation, mankind and humans, angels, all of us. He hates whatever God has created. But if you would stop and think, shouldn't he hate himself because God created him too? Lucifer is a supernatural being. His followers, which are impure spirits known to us as demons, they are also supernatural beings. This is the very reason why we cannot win a battle against Lucifer and his demons with our natural and carnal weapons. The weapons we fight are not with, with weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they are divine power, divine power demolishing strongholds. Let me get my flashlight because it lights. It's raining right now. I got everything flickering, and then my lights go out. I got a flashlight, so we keep right on going. Hallelujah! So once again, the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they are. They are. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Second Corinthians ten and four. Now in Daniel eight twenty five, part of the message God's angel Gabriel delivered unto Daniel was that was was that Satan will not be destroyed by human mankind power. Many times we engage in warfare trying to fight supernatural attacks of the devil by our own human power and get defeated and discouraged. However, if we fight our battles with God's supernatural power, which is Jesus, Jesus, the name of Jesus, will always bring you victory. Lucifer is a liar. Jesus calls the devil the father of lies. 
There is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks his natural language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. John eight forty four. You need to understand that Lucifer is going to lie to you about everything concerning you in order to deceive you and to steal your freedom, your free will, your happiness, your success, and everything God has planned for your life. When you, when you think about the profitness of mankind, you get cities like Sodom, Gomorrah, Abma, Zubumi, and Zor. Lucifer is an imitator. There's only one creator, our father, who are in heaven. Lucifer and his army of fallen angels, demons, together, listen, Lucifer and his army of fallen angels, demons, together cannot stand against God. Cannot stand against God. Lucifer can only imitate what God has created and twist and corrupt. That's his whole plan. If you look at this world, you will see how his plans are in work. Lucifer masquerades himself as an angel of light. Read 2 Corinthians 11 and 14. One major craftiness of Lucifer is he has the ability to imitate and disguise himself within a situation. This is the very reason why people without discernment, the ability to see within the situation. See, discernment is when, I, for me, for example, I use myself always as an example. If I'm walking down the street and I see something I know that's not right, I pray against it. Because you can see where the outcome is going to be. You can see where the spirits are not, what type of spirits are, are there. Either it's the, the demonic spirits or God's heavenly spirit, guaranteeing always going to need God's spirit to be there to help fight against whatever's coming around. <laughs> but if you're going through a situation at work, or at home, or something, and I'm telling you right now, I made the mistake myself, and out of anger allowed myself to fall into their traps of thinking and made the wrong move upon there, and now that I'm down, when I step back and see, I should have done something different. When you see God, the God lets you see, you can either go this way with that or you can go or this way with it. You have to make the decision on which right way to go and which not the wrong way to go. With discernment, you can look upon it and say, all right, that's not how God would want me to do. So you would step away from that. Without this ability, you can be easily deceived by the moves of familiar spirits. I'm telling you, it's no lie. Known to us as demons unto God, fallen angels. They're stopping you from receiving, from recognizing the movements of the Holy Spirit, the one who gives you discernment. Lucifer is a thief. The enemy of our spirit, Satan, is described in the Bible as a thief. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, John 10 and 10. Lucifer tries to steal your joy, your peace, your happiness, your success, your calling, your family, financing, and every single blessing you can think of in your life. Lucifer is a murderer and is after your life and the lives of your loved ones. 
Lucifer injects suicidal thoughts into people's minds, souls, and after a long period of time until you are completely under his influence and you are ready to end your life. See, on a personal note, I, I know this is true. My brother, God, my brother named Brian, took his life like uh, two years ago. What got him there was his daughter was born and she had died. On the anniversary of her death, his wife died. And on the anniversary of both their deaths, he took his life. This is the same way demons came after Judas. See, Judas knew that after every, he, re- he recognized after everything that he had did, he knew he was wrong. So I had the pleasure of playing Judas twice as an actor. And on the second time, my pastor came to me, Pastor Harris said, look, I want you to change that end up a little bit. Do something, make something, add something. I said, I got something real good. He said, what you got? I said, remember when Judas realized what he did and how the demons jumped on him? He said, yeah, go do that. So in the middle of the pot, I jumped and started screaming, oh, no, I can't believe this. I just sold the Son of God for 30 pieces of silver. And all from that just came on my mind how the word of God tells you when he was walking away, this is where the idea came from. When Jesus was, when Judas was walking away, the demons jumped on him immediately and started attacking him, making him think that everything, the act that he did, people was going to hurt him, people were going to kill him, people were going to hate him. What he did was wrong. They jumped on him. The word of God said all Judas had to do was go repent for it, and God had forgiveness for him. But Lucifer knew that. So he jumped on him, and he jumped on him until he hung himself. This is what demons do. If you did something, and you know, and you come to the realization what you did was wrong, all you got to do is get on your knees and repent of it and seek God's forgiveness for it. It's there and it's waiting for you. But when them demons come on you and attacking you, which you've done, they put so much pressure on you. They use certain things. Like my brother, even my other brother, Jeff, was there with him. But Jesse said that he never, Brian never gave him no signs that that was what he was going to do. They hide it. That's what demons make you do. They make you hide what you're going through. And they, make, they try to make you think that nobody's going to understand it, or they're going to make fun of you, or they're going to talk bad about you. They make you feel like there's something wrong about talking about it. And when Jesus is telling you, no, it's not wrong. Talk. Let that out. Don't hold that in. That's what demons want you to do. Hold that in. That's that destroying you. That's that breaking you down. That's where the possession comes in. Because once my brother put that loose around his neck and he jumped off that rope and hung himself, he was possessed. He wasn't himself. He lost the thought of himself with this, with this emotions of the pain that he was going through. And he allowed that the, the, the demons to come in and to use that pain and allowed him to take that step, as Judas did. Don't do that. If you know somebody out there that's going through some troubles, you know, you, we got, that's why we got to do um, call, um, wellness checks up on people. Just go see them. You know what I mean? If God putting somebody on your mind, go see them. Call them. Something's going on there. The quiet cries are always on a person's face. It's always detected that something's going. God will always let you know if somebody's going through something. You can look on their face. There's something about them that's not the same. It's something that's off. And you have to recognize that. Because only through us we can stop the suicidal demons on people in the name of Jesus. Remember, Lucifer is a destroyer. Satan wants to destroy 
everything about you, your reputation, your, 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 um, reputation, your family, your friendship, your marriage, every, every single inheritance that you have from God. Now, Lucifer has a voice. Many Christians believe the moment they receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will only hear from God. Many people also think whenever they hear in their mind is their own thought process. This is far from the truth. Lucifer, as an imitator, can speak to you in first-person voice. That's a voice you speak to yourself in. I don't want to do that. That's you saying that. Lucifer can disguise his voice and make you think this is your thoughts when it's not your thoughts. You have to be able to identify his voice in your head. Many, and this may be shocking to you, but as I mentioned earlier, Lucifer is trying to imitate God's voice. Just repeating yourself, and it needs to be said. You have to really, really, really stay in the word of God. You must really stay in prayer as an exorcist. I just told you that I made the mistake of walking and allowing myself to fall into their influence. So as an, as an exorcist can walk into it, so can anybody else. They have no exempt of who you are. Matter of fact, who you are, closer to God, the more you want to get closer to God, the more you try and draw more God, you're more of a target to them. You have a big target on you. It ain't on your chest. It ain't on your, it's you. You are the target. And that's the thing about them that they want. They want to stop you from doing what you know is right. From the word of God, the serpent spoke to Eve in the Garden of Eden. You can read Genesis 3, 1 and 5. Lucifer even spoke to Jesus, Matthew 4, 3. Jesus told Peter, get, the, get, get behind me, Satan. Peter wasn't Satan, but he was the Lucifer's mouthpiece in Matthew 16:23. And Lucifer incited David to number God's armies in 1 Chronicles 21 and 21 and 1. So tonight Jesus will show us how Lucifer's plans are hard at work. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, I come to you only in spirit and truth, always first worshiping you and praising you, giving you glory, giving you honor, and always recognizing you, Father God. Come giving you thanks, Father God. I come now, Father God, asking you to denounce my spirit, Father God, and let thy spirit rise, Father God. So what you have given Jesus and I to teach, Father God, it will be go through your words, will break the strongholds that Lucifer has on us, will break the chains that he has on us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, knowing your word, we're going out and accomplish what you set forth for it to do. I thank you. Only in Jesus Christ, your blessing, holy name, I claim the victory over Lucifer, all that's fallen with him, all that's influenced by him. And in my Lord and Savior name, Father God, yes, unto you, and amen, amen, and amen. We now know what Lucifer is in spirit, and you now know what Lucifer's plans and desires are for God and, and God's children. Excuse me. Excuse me. Now you know what Lucifer's plans and desires are for God and his children, us. Here's how Lucifer's plans are hard at work. There is, there is only one Holy Spirit, but there are many impure demonic spirits. When we say Holy Spirit, we, we are referring to God's Spirit, which is omnipotent and, and omnipresence. 
anyone can either be full of the Holy Spirit <laughs> or full of demonic spirits. You know, that, that saying comes with that. They're full of <laughs> them demons. Demons are invisible, impure spirits that need bodies to operate from. In other words, they need people to possess in order, on, or in order to perform evil acts. When a person opens a door to them through sin, tragedies, trauma, evil practices, false religions, and cult practices, rebellion, disobedience, horror movies, violent or sexual moves, pornographic, Satanic packs and other ungodly practices, through these desires, demons start to start residing in a person. Okay? You understand on that. By watching, by committing all these acts here, you are turning away from God. You are turning your back off a of God. That's what Lucifer wants you to do. When we are sitting there, when you're practicing in cult practices, when you're watching scary movies, a horror movie opens door, opens doors to demons that come through. You can allow these spirits to come through your television. You can allow these spirits to attach yourself to a movie. You may not think this is not it's not as a, a game, but it's not a game. It's real. You think by watching these horror movies, ain't nothing going on, but you're scared. That's what you're drawing in. So every time that horror movie is off, and you start you start hearing little noises in your house. You start feeling little chills in your body. You start wondering what's going on. That's some demons trying to come in. That's some demons trying to come in. For real. They're trying to come into your presence. Pride itself is a key that opens the door to, to demons. Lucifer was kicked out of heaven because of his pridefulness. And he, and he, and he is like a magnet to those who are prideful and arrogant. People who, people are addicted to looking for, people who are addicted to looking and acting perfect, the image, the Pharisees. When somebody you see is so concerned about this image they're trying to set up, and then I got to hold my image up or this or that. You know, the Pharisee said the same thing. When you look at the Bible, you see you look at the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee that's probably making private prayers, but the Pharisee stood up in his pridefulness and boasts how badly how he pays his tithing on time and how he helps out these people all the time and how he does this and how he does that. Then in his pridefulness, he says, and God, please don't let me make me like this horrible tax collector. But unbeknownst and known to him, the tax collector was praying, Lord, forgive a sinner like me. See, these powerful people who, who, Lucifer, who Lucifer is seeking for, he loves you because you're, you're just an open magnet for him to get anything that he needs done to be done. And people who judge others in their heart are easy targets for demonic spirits. You know, the type of people you're sitting around somewhere and somebody look at them, how can they dress like that? Or how can they be like that? Or how can they, I, oh, I couldn't, I, oh, I, I, oh, how can I, 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 all about you. That I factor, I, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't, I don't understand how they can, I can, I don't. If God allow it, who are you to deny it? For real. If God allow it, who are you to deny it? God will judge everything. Didn't Jesus say that when he sees, when he comes back, he's going to search, um, sort everything out? It's not your job to do that. It's Jesus' job. Your job is to love and pray and care. When you, when you write out a plan, when you write a plan out, 
there are things needed in order to reach your goal. There are instructions on what's needed to be done and how to do it, where to build and where to and what to break down, and so on. You need then you need people in this case spirits to teach the evil plan and workers to carry out the work the, the evil workload, attacking the spiritual minds soul of mankind humans, for we are their target. An easy target at that fact. For the key to the demonic door resides in every human, mankind, all of us. Evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murder, theft, covenants, wickedness, deceitfulness, levity, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And in verse 23 of Mark says, all these evil things come from within and the Amen. That's what God's trying to point out here. A demon can't come at you to be just coming at you, like I'm just going to attack you. No. There has to be something inside of you that brings this demon to you. You got rape. You got murder. You got sin. You got stealing. Those are different demons for different people that have different things laying inside of them so these demons can go to that person and, and use that and open up that, that, that key they got to let them in to go do what they got to go do. These are the keys that lie within each and every man, woman, boy, and girl, like I just said. We're going to repeat ourselves because you might need to hear it again and again because how important it is. Because of, these, because of the keys that defile a man, Lucifer has assigned demons to influence mankind with certain desires. Lucifer has designed a category, a complete list of what to do, usually in alphabetical order or under special heading. Lucifer has handed out his assignment to his to his top generals, and who has come who has come together to form demonic groups or gangs. Through these demonic groups, they have been. They have been influencing mankind to do all kinds of evil things, acts, acting in strange ways. Our emotion is the bait that lies within this. Our emotion is the bait that lies within the sin trap of demons. This sin trap traps us into Lucifer's plans of destroying our relationship with God, Jesus, and mankind. Like I said, that emotion, it can cause you to to take yourself, take your life out. Mankind, meaning all humans, Lucifer's hatred for all. Humans, meaning oneself. In order to destroy us, Lucifer had to come at us one by one. And here are some of the, and here are some of these demonic groups and how they influence you with the keys that lies within you. Our first group of demons comes from the spirits of rebellion, and they influence mankind, humans, through pride. The major key, excessive self-esteem, behavior that shows this, a sense of satisfaction with one's achievements, oneself, the best. Everyone has this key in them. We see this key in business deals, sports, churches, even in our homes. 
Pride cares for no one but itself. Looking out for number one. How many times have you heard or said that statement yourself? I'm looking out for number one. Through pride, demons can influence a person into believing they can do whatever they think is right for them in their lives. Through pride, demons can influence a person into believing they can do whatever they think is right for them in their lives. Trying to get a person to stop thinking on God, for if you don't think of God, what God has to say means nothing to you. When you turn away, stop studying, stop designing the word of God, you get cities like you get cities like the ones destroyed because of the profitness, profitness of the humans, mankind. And those cities you all know they are Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Jabumi, and Zorah. You can read Genesis nineteen, twenty-four to twenty-five on them. Cities that was destroyed for the pride people had in their in their pride. Cities that was destroyed for the pride that the people had in their profitless style of life. This the thing is, when you stop studying and walk away from the word of God. You miss out on how you miss out on learning how demons influence these humans through pride, and you don't see the ending results. <laughs> from 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 the look of things, we are walking in. From the looks of things, we are walking in the footsteps, heading for the same ending results as Sodom, Gomorrah, Zubomi, and Zori. We have to watch out for ourselves because. We're walking in footsteps that we don't need to be walking in. Remember, Lot did pinch his tent towards Sodom because the men of Sodom were wicked and sinned before the Lord. And get this, they were exceedingly, I mean, they, they mean they was prideful in this stuff. You know, you can read Genesis thirteen twelve to 13 on that one. But that's what pride does. It blinds you from seeing, hearing, knowing the truth. Check this out. Pride has friends that helps them in controlling your thoughts. The very thing that drives us, our soul, mind, the seed of our thoughts, the gold ring for demons. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us, a man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. The heart, the seat of our emotions. All thoughts come from our mind, our soul. That that this um, that is this is what fuels is fueled by our emotions. Let me say this again to you: Our thoughts come from our mind. That is fueled by our heart emotions. So your thoughts, if you have a foot to go do something, but thoughts we, like I said, I apologize if I'm, if I'm stumbling over stuff, <laughs> but I'm gonna take my time. Like I said, I'm excited about it. But I'm gonna take my time. Please forgive me. <laughs> The thoughts we have that make us feel good, happy, and ready to do something, the heart is what puts the movement into it. Your thoughts, remember, remember this saying, remember this saying you have to have the heart to do that, or I don't think I can do that because I don't have the heart for that. These friends, that's what we're saying. God wants you to understand, get an understanding on. When you think of something to do it, your heart puts the motion, the motion to it. You know what I mean? Like skydiving. I know a lot of people say, man, I ain't got the heart for that. 
but you think about doing it, but you say, nah, I ain't going to do that because that, that ain't for me. Or jumping, or, 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 or remember when Bungee Jumping just came out? I knew from the fact I ain't had a heart for that. I wasn't jumping off no bridge with something tied to my feet supposed to pull me back up. How many people you know did not make that? You know what I mean? You have to have the heart for that. And that's what, that's what you're saying. When you have somebody doing all these evil acts and doing all these evil things, they got the heart to do that. That's why they're doing that. You got the heart to steal, the heart to kill. That's that seed that's, in line, that's lying inside you that that demon is opening, that, that key is opening the door for that demon to influence you to go do these things. These friends that come with pride, no, not the 2,000 legion. They have their own, they have their own thing to prove. But friends like self-will, determination to follow one's own wishes, thoughts. This is what Webster says. Here's what God has to say in Second Chron- Chronicles 30 and 8, Psalm 75 and 5, speaks on proceeding from unbelief, self-will. And in 1 Samuel 8, 19, Jeremiah 44, 6, Zechariah 7, 11, speaks on refusing to walk in the way of God self-will. Deuteronomy 21, 18, and 19 speaks on refusing to receive correction, self-will. Other friends of pride is the demon of, that, that is the demon that influences disobedience, failure or refuse to obey. God says in Deuteronomy 28, 60, Deuteronomy 28, 60 to 63, and ye shall be left few in numbers, Whereas you were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldn't obey not, because thou wouldst not obey the voice of the Lord thy God, and it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to none, and yea shall be plucked from off the land where thou ghost to possess it. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God ain't playing with us. Okay, disobedient. All right. That's not where, that's not where we stop. Nah, there's much, much more. Arrogancy, showing too high on, showing in high opinion, showing, showing too high of an opinion on one's own position. Contemptness, contemptuousness, of others, contemptuous means um, feeling or showing contempt. Contempt, an attitude to another, an attitude to something which one despises, totally disregards, disobedient of law, lawful or lawful orders. That's what Webster thinks. Here's God in First Samuel two and three. Take no, take no more. Talk no more exceedingly proudly and let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and he and by him actions are weighed. And in um, Proverbs 8.13, God says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. And the one pro- and the one that pride can count on always is slander. These are his friends. They come with him. When you think you're dealing with one demon, you're dealing with a bunch of other ones. That's how they hide. They cover themselves. Slander, a statement which, which a statement 
which without due cause has the result of bringing its subject into disrepute, coming from an evil heart to write or to say a slandering against someone. You, you, you have to really, really take the time to think on to say something bad about somebody, to talk down about somebody. That's, that's, that's definitely that devil's idol workshop. You are sitting in his shop just thinking thoughts that doesn't even, are, not, are not even worth, worth speaking on. Like, why would you want to sit around and just talk bad about people? Think about that. Is that God? And you say you walk with Christ? This is what we're talking to. God ain't talking to the people who, who don't care about him, who ain't following. God talking about the ones who do. Because God needs you to get, get, get the other ones. But we got to get straightened up first. Once again, that's what Webster thinks. Here's God's. Luke 6, 4, 5 speaks on often rises from hatred, slander. First Timothy five thirteen speaks on the wicked addicted to slander. Psalms fifty twenty speaks on hypocrite addicted to slandering. Proverbs eleven nine speaks on a characteristic of the devil slander. And the what God said the devil means slander. And Romans twelve ten speaks on the wicked love. And then there's accusations, resistance, witchcraft, stubbornness. Resentment and resentment to authorities. Our second wave attack comes from a group of comes from a group of demons from lies and deceptions. First up the bat for this gang is Leviathan, monstrous sea serpent. In that day, that the in the in in that day, the Lord with his severe sword. Great and strong will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent. Leviathan that twists that twisted serpent, and he will slay the reptile that is in the sea. Isaiah twenty-seven one. He behold everything, every high thing. Be Lot Leviathan is the king over the children of pride. Job forty-one thirty-four. Webster has nothing to say about Leviathan, but God does. This demonic principality operates through pride. It feeds on pride that lies within man and mostly obtains access to an individual through ancestral ancestral, ancestral pride as, as an inheritance, generational attachments. Leviathan has a has a thief personality because he consistently steals, and the first thing he tries to steal is your power and the glory of God. People who are under the control of Leviathan seek personal glory versus God's glory and power. After God's glory, Leviathan mostly goes after stealing your resources, gifts, talent, time, money, destiny, potentials, inheritance, and all your blessings. Leviathan influences you to make foolish decisions based on your pride. Characteristics of Leviathan are pride. Leviathan operates through one through one's pride, the key, especially spiritual pride and arrogance. He also works through his, his characteristics also his boastfulness, the egotistical, arrogant, 
deception, 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 vagant, vanity, I'm sorry, vanity, self-seeking, idol-worshipping, self-righteousness, blame game, rude, theft, drama queen, drama queen stealing time, with stealing time with drama, slanderous, and love gossip, defensive, hide sins, doesn't confess and is not humble, prone to accidents and sicknesses, fear and threats, fear and threats, judgmental, criticizing, and argumentative, and many, many more. Within this group of lies and deception flows many influences. Manipulation, fear, control, twisted thinking, dissensiveness, disillusionment, and many more. We have to, we have so many, what, they call them, what, diseases or, yeah, sicknesses out here. And a lot of these sicknesses and diseases are coming from demons. We're allowing ourselves to get caught up in things, and the further we're pulling away from Christ, the more they're just destroying us, destroying our bodies, destroying our spirits, destroying our minds, breaking us down. You must always remember Lucifer has no good intention for you. Now, this next group works hand-in-hand with lies and deception. This is making them a gang. This game attack this gang attacks what we believe in and follow. It's the cult. Works through familiar spirits. These demons influence mankind to worship the wrong thing, like witchcraft, false idols, and Satanism. Through these influences we have the falling out of church, turning away from Christ, and most important to demons, having people believing Jesus Christ is not real. Here's the thing. One day, Jesus and I was walking down the street on 30 on 30. And he went to this young man I knew he was watching growing up. But I can sense there was something wrong with him. So I started, we stopped and shook hands. I said, don't worry about it, man. Jesus is going to take care of that. And this is what he said to me. He said, you know something, man? I had a, 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 not an epiphany, but awakening. You got awakening? He said, yeah. He said, man, God came to me. Listen to me. He said, God came to me and said that Jesus is not real. I said, nah, bro, that's not God telling you that. That's what, that's what, that's what demons say. He said, nah, man, you got to understand this sometimes. I tell you, I said, all right, man, go ahead. Tell me what you got to say. He said, God told me that Jesus is not real and that I am God, as you're God. He said, yeah, I'm God, and I can, have, I can control my own destiny. I said, that's what Lucifer wants you to do and believe that because he wants to pull you away from demons. I said, do you truly believe that? He said, well, ain't no such thing as belief. It's only trust. I said, excuse me? There ain't no such thing as belief. It's trust. I said, um, belief and trust go hand in hand. I said, in order for me to trust in Jesus Christ, I had to believe in him, believe that he would keep his word and do what he said he would do. When Jesus Christ did what he said he would do, that built my trust up in Jesus, which brings on my faith in him. Because I know now if I need something, I believe Jesus is going, I believe Jesus is going to take care of it. He showed me he did, so I trust in him to take care of it, which brings my faith to him, which makes me turn to Christ when, no matter what goes on. Nah, man, you're lost, man. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, I told you, man, that you're God. Now, when he kept saying it, it started to get to me, and it was cloudy outside. So I said, okay, you think you're God, so then make it rain. He said, huh? I said, come on, man, you, you God, right? This is what God told you, you're God, right? Then make it rain. I said, I'll make it easy for you. Turn the traffic light from red to green. He said, this was, his, this was his response. I just told you I haven't tapped into my power yet. Listen to what he's, he's saying. 
He hasn't tapped into his power, the demons. He hasn't gotten, he hasn't given himself up solely yet for what they, they told him his power that he was going to have. He hasn't received that yet. Conversation went on for a few minutes, but he got just, he got real upset and started walking away. But this is what demons do to people. This is real. This is not something that, that, that Jesus and I just sat down and wrote. No, this is real. People are waking up and having these thoughts that they're God, that Jesus is not real, and they control their own destiny. That's what Lucifer, these demons, are having us to believe. And we have to understand that is not the truth. For those who know the truth, you have to pray. We pray for the young man. I'm praying. I haven't seen him since, but I'm praying. I know that the word of God was set in his mind that we're upset with the demons are saying. And that's why God needs us to walk the study and show us self-approved. So when you're walking down the streets or you're going anywhere on this earth and God brings a person to you with this set of mindset, it is you who has to plant the seed of righteousness in that person so the Holy Spirit has something to work with in them that can upset what Lucifer's trying to put in. Amen? The next thing we are going to talk about works so well with on humans, mankind. It's the one thing that all people love so much. It's called lust. Through this influence, we are blinded through sexual immortality, uh, masturbation, adultery, seduction, homosexuality, lesbianism, um, um, pornographics, fornication, porn addiction, rape, child molestation, and so many more. For these are fleshly desires, the keys that opens the doors to demons. Right now, we're going to put the call of salvation. And basically, Jesus is wanting to say, you know that you are walking somewhere that you know that's not right. If you feel, if you can hear the Holy Spirit pulling on you and you're saying and revealing to you that, you know, this is not the way to go and you want to walk away from that way, all I want you to do, if you've been crying out and wondering how to be saved, repeat after Jesus and I. So all you have to say is, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, for I accept you as my personal Savior. I need for you to help me get my life in order. If you have said these things and you have pressed your personal Savior, hallelujah. As my pastor always said, go outside to the hilltop and yell to somebody that you have, you have set questions your personal Savior. But most importantly, we all here at Purpose Kingdom suggest you now to find praise for God to guide your feet to a perfectly church, a, basically, a, base, a Bible-based study church, that you will learn that word in the name of Jesus. Then we'll ask Brother Bob to come off for the announcements. Yes, that's real quickly. Uh, thank you so much, Evangelist Todd, for tonight's episode. And the message is truly received uh, that you brought forth, and we just thank you for that. Uh, also, for those that gave their life to, to Christ, we just, you know, uh, hope you uh, uh, feel welcome. If you if you don't feel welcome um, anywhere, you can uh, come right back here at Purpose Kingdom Network, where we're a church without walls, where we will provide that that church atmosphere, that church home, until you find that sanctuary where you can be nurtured in the Word of Christ. Uh, so real quickly, I'm going to the announcement. This is a part of the Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us via phone or Internet, uh, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. 
And we have a live show. We do have a call number, which is 319-527-6091. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on this social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the handle of Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, also, please check out our radio network, which is pkn.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music inspiration. If you want to contact us via email, you can contact us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. We greatly appreciate that. And for those in need of a Bible, just leave your contact information, and we'll see about getting you a Bible. All right? And uh, with God's will and God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. It's going to be One Touch Transformations, and that's going to be hosted by Mr. Arthenius Colvin. Uh, wait a minute. Let me see. Uh, excuse me. So tomorrow evening is going to be DTW Ministries, and that's going to be hosted by Reverend Aaron Williams. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we'll be joining us again tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for DTW Ministries, and that's going to be hosted by Reverend Aaron Williams. And with that being said, it's going to be end of the announcements. Great show, Todd, and um, I'm handing the show back over in your hands. Amen, amen. So let's just y'all tune in tomorrow for another blessed show. Now, this one is Lucifer's favorite for mankind. For through pride, Lucifer's influence self-will through false ministry. Men and women who God has trusted who God has trusted to bring humans to the knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ, not to use his platform for self-seeking self-will. We see it all the time on the news on how someone who works for Jesus does such evil, real evil acts, either over money, power, authority, or sex, twisting God's words around to fit their lifestyle. Some people, when they see how powerful the word of God is, they want it for themselves. You all seen the book of Eli. And that's what Lucifer is looking for in us. For, for all those false prophets and ministers and pastors and so on, Deuteronomy 13, 1 to 5, God speaks about, speaks about this. This is what God has to say. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and that and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, whoever he spoke unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet and that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of the bondage and thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in, so, so shall they put the evil away from you in the midst. So, so, so shall they put the evil away from you in the midst of thee. And 
Deuteronomy 18 and 20 backs that up. When God says, Put the, but the prophets which shall, which the prophets, but the prophets which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or to, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall be put to death. Then we go down to my man Apostle Paul and Galatians. One with Galatians one seven two or six to six to ten. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And he says, "I marvel that ye are soon so soon removed from him that called you. I marvel that ye are soon or so soon removed from him that called you into the gospel of Christ unto another gospel, into the grace of Christ." Unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would prevent and would prevent the gospel of Christ. But thou, but through we are, or excuse me, brother, but but thou, but through we are another angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto to to you that that. Then that which ye have perceived, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's these words, sometimes you got to I'll start over again, because that's how important it is. I marvel that ye are soon, so soon removed from the from him that called you into into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pre- prevent the gospel of Christ, but through we are an angel, an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have preached unto us, unto them. Let him be accused. As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that than that ye have Receive, let him be accused. For do I now pursue men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Then when we go to Second Timothy three and two, the word of God says, "For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenants, boastful, proud." Blasphemy, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And then when we go to Psalms 73, 6 and 9, which wraps it up, therefore pride, therefore pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could they have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wicked. Concerning oppression, they speak lofty. They sit their mouths, they sit their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. So in closing, so in closing, as always, Jesus, I want to leave you with something to think on. 
And that's coming from Psalms 49, 1 to 12, 11 to 12, and Psalms 52, 7 and 8. First, Psalms 50, 49, 11 and 12. Their inner, their inner word thoughts is that their house shall continue forever and, and their dwelling place to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being of honor abides abide not. He, shall, he is like a beast in the, in the past that he acts like a beast that perish. Psalms 52, 7 and 8. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in his abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in the wickedness and his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of, of God. I thirst in the, mist, in the mercy of God forever and ever. Pride is the major key to all demons. To the, pride is the major king to all demons' door that leads to sin. Hallelujah, Father God, I just come to you in spirit and truth, giving you worship and giving you praise and giving you glory and honor. Come giving you thanks, Father God, for your lessons, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you will always get your glory from your lessons, Father God, and your message always go forth, Father God, and breaking all that Lucifer is trying to do. I thank you now for those who were saved, Father God. May the spirits be guided by Jesus Christ and, and be protected, Father God giving you the glory, giving your honor. And always in Jesus Christ's name, we give you the praise. So yes, unto you, and amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Amen. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.